Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Talk about songs. Talk about songs. Welcome back from this Thanksgiving break, everybody. I'm Sarah D. Bunting, and I'm here with Mark Blankenship for episode 35 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, the only podcast on the internet where Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Mark, how are you? Well, I'm uh, trying to figure out what it's like to eat a sensible amount of food in a day based on the orgy of dining that I just came back from. But otherwise, my spirits are high and my heart is open to the new age that we're in. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> I, I do. But in case the readers don't exactly, and they're not readers, they're listeners, but I'll fix this in post. In case the listeners don't, tell us more. Well, this week's episode comes to us via request from our listener, Amanda C., and she asked us if we would discuss Orinoco Flow by Enya, and of course we're going to do that, but then Sarah and I realized that you can't just talk about one Enya song. There's like the whole Enya thing that you have to address, and so we'll be, we'll be addressing our Enya thing. Don't sue us. It's still a family podcast. But before we do that, <laughs> I do want to say that this week's episode has a very special sponsor. And uh, it's Uptown Transcription. Are you dictating your political manifesto, your memoirs, or even your holiday newsletter? Do you need a lecture, speech, or interview transcribed? Well, Shira at Uptown Transcription can rock that fact dictation for you for as little as $1 per recorded minute. For more information, just contact Uptown Transcription at uptowntranscription at gmail.com. That's uptowntranscription at gmail.com. And now getting back to the matter at hand, I think the probably, Sarah, the best way to start is let's just go all in with a sample of the original request, which is Orinoco Flow. so many thoughts feelings emotions and memories but i want to hear i want to start with you tell me tell me your thoughts at this moment well orinoco flow is is a weird one because i feel like that's how we all knew about enya or that's how i did sort of late high school i think this album came out that orinoco flow is on and the video was in heavy rotation on uh especially VH1, which at that time was still trying to, like, peel itself out of the, like, Amy Grant, like, family-friendly adult contempo MTV thing that it was in. Right. Um, and the video is like, I mean, I don't know, we'll <laughs> we'll get into the hilarity of um, Enya fan videos in a, in a minute or two, but this song is like, it's both prototypical Enya and one of my absolute least favorite Enya tracks. Like, I don't dislike it, but if I happen to be 
for example, in college, uh, I found that the this album and the following album, Shepherd Moons, were excellent for like just putting on, getting into my you know cot in my in my single sophomore year, which was like basically in a tree practically in my <laughs> dorm, and snuggling up for an afternoon nap and just looking out the window at my tree and everything that lived in the tree and plastic bags caught in the tree and falling asleep to Enya. Like I, I knew Enya's reputation and I knew that I was like supposed to like the Cocteau twins more and th- you know, but the Cocteau <laughs> twins was for fucking and was for right. Rapping. So that's where I was at. But if I happened to be near my stereo, when the album was on and Orinoco flow came on, I would like hit skip. Cause I just didn't really care for, I just didn't really care for the song. Like, I felt like it didn't belong exactly. Like, it interrupted the flow of it somehow. Even that's, though that's ridiculous, like, it was a much more meditative flow in the middle of that album. And then I think this is track seven, and it's just, like, with all the string plucking that I was like, I don't hate this song, but it doesn't go. So I'm just going to skip over it. But I don't dislike it. I'm, I'm interested... I'm interested in why the the um, the listener asked for, in why Amanda asked for this song, and I would also like to say that there was this boy who I very much wanted to make out with mm. on the diving team. So mm-hmm, Rob Blank, I will not name him. He's a big shot lawyer in Cleveland now, I think. Um, I finally succeeded in making out with this guy. He suggested putting Enya on as makeout music, but he said we had to start the album at track three because track two, Cursum Perficio, or whatever, however you pronounce it, um, like actively frightened him. Like he, he wouldn't be able to sleep <laughs> if we listened to Cursum Perficio. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of information about you that I can't unknow now that I'm about to see you <laughs> naked. That was a lot of information. Mark, please give us some information about your feelings about the flow. All right. Oh, hello. Uh, I'm going to just stay at first very focused on this particular song before we get into the whole Enya thing. thing. It's, like, it's, <laughs> the only, it's the only way I can think of to describe it. But this song to me, I always think of that Crystal Light commercial. Do you remember the commercial where it was for Crystal Light and there were just people diving into pools while Enya sang Sail Away, Sail Away on the top of it? I, yes, now I do. I think I had um, blocked that out, but yes, I do remember that now. And it they were like, yeah, diving into like pools of lemonade and it was like the association yes. was maybe not so family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- so for me, this this Golden Enya song is also an... and ice in your glass. <laughs> hey, Ooh. the pink lemonade is kind of toxic stuff. Yeah, hey, so delicious but, uh, though. As someone who owned at my peak Enya-ness uh, four Enya CDs, this song also for me is a bit of an outlier, mostly because. I think of it as being the Crystal Light theme song, uh-huh. but also because I think that you're onto something and that it just sounds, out of every one of her songs, this is weirdly chirpy. And it's the the guitar strings, and it's also the way the verses work, the, in the east, and I eat, and I use a fork today. There's just something so, <laughs> like... Um, Something so Oompa Loompa about it. And she even, like, she had songs like a song called Anywhere Is on a later album that also has a sort of 
peppy marching sound, but there's just something about this one that's so... I would like to have a lollipop today. I, there's just something so uh, silly about it, precocious, that I... Again, I don't dislike this song. I don't see how you could really dislike any Enya song. Their song, like you said, they're made to make you feel like you want to take a nap. How can you dislike that? Exactly. It's but like it's people th- who don't like tomatoes, and I'm kind of like, all right, not actively craving them. Fine. They're like 104% water. But for that same reason, <laughs> why do you dis? I mean, I get why people don't like them. It's a texture thing. Please don't post on our Facebook. Yeah. I mean, you can if you want. But, people feel strongly. Anyway, yeah. I don't get how people don't but, like it. But here, so again, I like this song just fine. I just feel like I would never listen to it in a string of Enya experiences. I would listen to it separately. But I have to now start also with, Sarah, what I have to tell you is an avalanche of Enya fun facts. Because (laughs) I feel like maybe the reason that Amanda requested this song, I don't know where she's from, but this song was number one in England and in Ireland for weeks. Number one, Sarah. This song, Orinoco Flow, was the number one song in those countries for weeks. I, in just the, for context, do you happen to recall what else was like trying to climb over it? What else was like in the top three at the time? Do you uh, remember you, uh Yeah, it, it was like, uh, oh God, I can't believe I just lost it. We've talked about that song. One Moment in Time. For instance, okay, that was the this was the moment that one moment in time was also like at the top of the charts and you know I, but here's the thing no matter what was number one when Orinoco Flow was number uh, or what else oh 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 that's right and uh, uh, Desire by U2 was a big oh, hit at that okay. point yeah that was a really weird time this was also when Smooth Criminal like the ninth single of Michael Jackson's Bad album was climbing the charts so. And in America around this time, it's when um, uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy was number one. So oh, apparently 1988 w- But apparently 1988 was a time for Olympic anthems and novelty songs. Uh-huh. We were getting a new president. We didn't know what George H.W. Bush was going to be like. Let's just try it, anything out. <laughs> um, but I have to say that no matter what songs were around Orinoco Flow at any point, I just feel like it would be weird to hear an Enya song in there. Because I have to say that t- here I am starting on the Enya thing, and I'll be brief and see if you agree. But I feel like I am fascinated that Enya, who makes multi-tracked vocal New Age music... That is often sung in Gaelic or French or sometimes sung in a fake language oh. that her co-writer made up called Loxian. Okay. <laughs> oh Jesus. I'm she she <laughs> sings in she sings in languages that very few people speak or that are invented. Her music is this is always like there's always that vocal multi-tracking thing. There's never really like a guitar. I just am amazed that someone like Enya has been so massively successful. She is the second best-selling Irish artist in history after U2. She has sold something like 100 million albums across the world. I said I bought four of them. The Shepherd Moons album sold like 4 million copies. The album uh, A Day Without Rain sold like 7 million copies in the United States alone. So to me, Enya's very existence as a pop I don't know if star even is the right word because she's also very mysterious and like we she's the best-selling artist who have never been on a real tour. So like we don't know anything about Enya, 
But it's like everybody knows Enya. So I just find her to be such a compelling anomaly in the world of popular music. And that, to me, is the 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 large shape of the Enya thing. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I would agree with that. I would also add, because this just occurred to me, um, that, and I don't know why this is, but, like, there is certain, like, cheesy music that like you knew enough to sort of slide that um cd cover behind like hide it behind <laughs> the stereo or just take the insert out yeah. um you put that cd behind the guns and roses booklet in your case logic yes absolutely or yes. behind like i don't even know the i'm trying to think of like what was cool the sundays i guess like no one could exactly no one Whatever. really had a problem with the sundays except my brother um right and his he has such a deep voice and his Harriet Wheeler imitation is really something. And we should have him on the show to do it sometime. Cause it's, <laughs> it's horrible and brilliant. Um, but Enya was one of those that like, if you had a, I don't know if I had a boy over at my room, like straight boys didn't really take any issue with it. Like there was shit they would hold up. Like I didn't actually own any Sarah McLaughlin, but they would sort of hold that up between their thumb and forefinger and be like, really? Uh, um, incorrectly, but whatever. Anyways. Well, no, I agree. I'm just saying straight boys have their shit yes. that they're like, I'm not doing that. Um, Pat Metheny, they'd be like, ew. I'm like, what? It's eight minute song. I'll be asleep at the end of it. D- do you. And yet they didn't tend to have a problem with, like they might not own it. Um, but Enya and like, you know, Rob Blank, attorney at law, like, knew the album and was just like, I just can't with Curse and Perfigio. Like, okay, you're weird, right. but fair enough. And, well, and then I don't know me... why that oh, is. I don't know why. I think maybe it's like, maybe it's that these, at least those two albums that I owned, which came out, uh, Watermark, I think was 88. And then Shepherd Moons yep. was 91. I'm going to say 91 or 92. Yes. That it was like, there was a not technical proficiency, but the fact that it was extremely produced and sort of gothy with the made up language, like you said, not that any of us necessarily would have known that at that time, but I think there was something about that that made it okay. Like that was more like having it be really produced wasn't a big deal, but I also think, and here's my thing with not liking Orinoco flow as much. There is something about Enya that like, there is room in these songs for you to like write and direct the video for them in your head. Yes. Like there's that space for the listener's imagination to get into it that I don't think Orinoco flow is as much because it's more like chanty chirpy, everything's happy and we're swimming in a lemonade pool versus storm and storms in Africa one and two, which, um, it's almost shocking to me that every Enya song is not over trailers because I believe Storms in Africa 1 was the scene in uh, Green Card where they're running to each other across the park. Sure. And Storms in Africa 2, if I'm not mistaken, God help me, was the uh, trailer soundtrack for uh, Far and Away starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman as Irish homesteaders or whatever, saw to the theater. And then... But then also the song Book of Days from Shepherd Moons was re-recorded with English verses to be on the soundtrack to Far and Away because anytime there's a sweeping Irish story, you got to get Enya's ass up in there quick. Mm-hmm. Actually, l- 
let's have a listen to Storms in Africa too, so that uh, so that the listeners can sort of maybe see what we mean about like the music video esque or music video potential of th- some of these songs. Yes. I mean, it is really, it is really quite melodramatic. Uh, this is one of the more intelligible Enya songs, and I'm still not exactly sure what she's saying. But good news, you know who could probably help you out with that? Uptown Transcription. If you're dictating a political manifesto, your memoirs, or even a holiday newsletter, whether it's a lecture, speech, or interview transcription, Shira at Uptown Transcription can rock that fat dictation for you for as little as $1 per recorded minute. Contact her, Uptown Transcription, at uptowntranscription at gmail.com for more information. And speaking and, uh, of more information, I believe that Mark has some more information for us about the fan video that accompanied that clip. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, and then I want to talk about, I had like a very distinct, uh, well, I'm going to say insight. I hope that's not too arrogant about this song <laughs> when I was listening to this clip. Oh, we'll never. come back to that. But you guys, we're going to post this in the show notes on our Facebook page. Um this video that Sarah found for Storms in Africa 2 is a fan video <laughs> that takes super high resolution, like 3D images of African animals and just keeps cutting between them. So it looks like the lion and the hippo or whatever are all jumping off the screen. And then when the, we get to the really big drum hits in various portions of the song, the frame shakes. So it looks like the lion is like having a seizure on the screen. Oh my God, it's it so is, good. It's, it is a miracle, this fan video. like theater kid fan vid color forms, and I am here for it. God bless everyone. Oh, it's so good. But here's the thing. that I, I feel like that one of the things that I want to make sure we say is that I really like Enya's music. And I feel like that the even though Enya is for napping, there is a difference between music that makes you want to relax and go to sleep and music that is boring. And right. Enya's music is not boring. And because I, it's she for daydreaming. Cool... I totally agree with you. Yeah. And as much as it's sometimes for napping, Storms in Africa 2 is for couch to 5K-ing, like that last three minutes of running that you're like, I can't fucking do this. That's not yes, great exactly. for it. And you're so right, too. Um, so I should say that her partners for all of her solo career have been a married couple named Roma Ryan and Nikki Ryan and Roma writes the all of the lyrics and invented Loxie and the language oh, and Nikki Roma. Ryan does the production and I think one of the reasons that they've never done a major tour is because this music that they create is so complicated and so um 
dense that it might be very difficult to recreate this live. And I find that there is something there's something about the fact that it can only exist in a studio because it has so many vocal tracks and so many instrumental tracks that adds to that feeling that it is otherworldly and that adds to that imaginative quality of we want to fill in the visual portion of the music when we hear it because there is something about it that seems to like because it is also so gentle typically even when it's really uh energetic there's still something inviting and gentle about the music it's like inviting you into this other world and inviting you to color it in yourself and that's very appealing and there is definitely and maybe i'm only thinking of this because um lately i've been re-watching uh the Civilization Art History series from the late 60s featuring Lord Kenneth Clark and his personal journey sure. through thousands of years of European art. Talk about soothing, ladies and germs. Like, that old film stock and his extremely, extremely posh accent. Very soothing. But the soundtrack in uh, the early chapters, like the Dark Ages and Medieval Times, have um, plain song and Gregorian chants that there is often this Gregorian um, medieval, as as the Brits might pronounce it. Um, like, and they will. Yeah, and they will, and they should. Uh, not undertone, but like the actual aural tone of many of her songs is very like suggestive of like flying buttresses over your head that you're Right. You are not communing with it, but like receiving it in some way versus merely listening to it. Not to like yes, elevate Enya to whatever vespers, but maybe that's kind of where she was going with it. I don't actually know her I mean, training. Probably. It's like she seems like a someone who is a super geek about music history and has just managed to turn that into a 80 million records sold. <laughs> Sure. And um, I, the earwiggiest version ever of Old Lang Syne. That was her in oh the God. Sex in the City movie, right? Yes, yes. I will now um, have that from in my her, head for three days. Great. From her perfectly titled holiday album, And Winter Came. <laughs> uh, wait, really? Uh, because... Yeah, that's uh, the name of her of her holiday album, and Winter Came. Oh my god. Like this is the this is another thing that's wonderful about Enya is that like the parody of the thing, like the joke about the thing, is the same as the thing. It's kinda great. Oh my god. And I was like, Oh Enya good one, Mark, a... and Winter Came and then I was like, Wait. No, that's it's not real. A joke. Yeah. Okay. It's like how you might think I'm joking when I tell you that there's an Enya album called The Memory of Trees, but that's an actual Enya album that I owned. So that should be um, like but... a Sporkle quiz that's like Enya album or <laughs> Belly album or like Fiona <laughs> Apple album. Yes. Like pretentious. And I, as much as I love her, Enya is super pretentious. And there's, I feel like it's also can be super pretentious. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And let's, let's also not sleep on the fact that it's no accident. I feel that when asked to write a, th a song for the first Lord of the Rings movie, that she sang part of it in Elvish. Oh, I mean, she well. is the living embodiment of a Ren fair. God bless her, though. But or, God bless her, because she's also super talented and like has turned her weirdness into a, again, 80 million Or that's song. why she doesn't tour, because it's all a big put-on. And then she'll be like, well, if I tour and it's all Ren fair people, then I'm not going to be able to not make fun of them. Well, she lives in a castle... 
So well, I feel like maybe... I don't know. Like it's Ireland. It's actually harder not to live in a castle. I feel like <laughs> it's either a castle or a pub. It's I guess you're yeah. only get two choices. Uh, it's it's. I feel like today. I don't think that's determinative. That just I'm just saying. You've said two things today that I would like crocheted on a sampler on my wall. One is, uh, cocktail twins were for fucking, and you was for napping, and the <laughs> other one was. In Ireland, it's harder not to live in a castle. Like those two, that's true wisdom. Now, I'd, before I'd we like go to any say further, as a footnote to the first uh, cross stitch, that I also napped to the cure. So uh, yes, your your yeah, mileage may vary. <laughs> oh, I napped to the cure. Oh, uh, well, before we go further, I do want to now take it back to what you said about. Um, Enya inspiring our imaginations and also the fact that you can never really understand what the hell she's saying no matter what language she's speaking in those two things lead us perfectly into another Enya clip that I've selected you selected Storms in Africa I've selected a song from Shepherd Moons that I think is called Ebu Day sure but we I don't know really but let's let's hear the clip <laughs> When I was in seventh or eighth grade, uh, my friend Thomas and I both had the Shepherd Moons album, and we both loved this song. And because this song is in Gaelic, and there were no dramaturgical notes in the CD booklet, and there was no internet then, we didn't ever know what the hell this song was about. So we decided that we wanted to put we wanted to we had this fantasy that we would someday do something at the school talent show where we would do some sort of tribal dance to this song because in our in our imaginations it was like you paint your face in like white and green makeup and you know you just sort of like stomp around and maybe there's a fire and a mask who knows we definitely though worked it out pretty specifically at the time and it was only in prepping for this episode that i learned the following things Ebuday is another word for the Hebrides, which are the Scottish islands. Uh-huh. And this this song is adapted from an old song that the women of the Hebrides would sing when they were cleaning out cloths and things, which is totally different than what I thought. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't know that at the time, because I actually am starting to think that knowing too much about an Enya song actually ruins some of the appeal of an Enya song. Yeah. Like, what if the, I mean, I know this isn't the case, because I, I know what the Orinoco is, but it's like, what if Orinoco was a Luxian, Loxian, is that the <laughs> language? Word for, like, yes. doing dishes, and then you're like, all right, well, that totally tracks, but at the same time, I was happier not, not knowing that Orinoco right. was, like, the dish-doing dance. And then once oh, you're in the a flow way. with the stuck-on, <laughs> caked-on baked on grease then that's the orinoco flow and then you sail away on all of the bubbles from that you made in your dish I... and you hear the word tripoli and you don't know why but don't worry about that and then the storms in africa are something that's <laughs> something that's happening with a clogged drain i'm really glad that you picked this song though because i think this is the quintessential enya song like the harmonies are like, yeah maybe it's a little bit like cheesy and 
easy, but it's also beautiful and flawlessly constructed. And you can imagine, like, I just assumed there was some kind of sea widow thing Uh, going on. uh And perhaps between the cleaning of the cloths, like at the bridge, they're draping the cloths over the widow's walk in the top of their castle and looking sadly out to sea, hoping that, you know, their Gaelic men come home. And we're eating well, totally. mermaids or whatever it is. Why do I well, have murderous I... intent in the hearts of mermaids now? I don't know. It's been a long weekend, folks. Because they're the devil's creatures. Not meant to be. But I also <laughs> think that what you're saying points to, even in the snippet that we heard, you can hear how sonically varied this song is. I mean, a lot happens. It's very dynamic. There's the There's the tribal beat section. There's the beautiful bridge there's just again the the music is not boring and actually maybe that is partially why this Enya has also randomly been regularly sampled by hip-hop artists uh she's got this one song called boadeica girl i know i'm mispronouncing that but don't worry about it <laughs> but uh it's been that one song was sampled it's by the Fugees. yeah exactly sure that one song was uh was sampled by the Fugees for their song uh, Ready or Not, and then also by Mario Winans for a song that he had called I Don't Want to Know. So two big hits sampled an Enya song. And it's like hip-hop embraced her, I'm sure. A Celtic woman, I'm sure, has a version of Orinoco Flow. Enya is for all. She really is. Even um, for straight boys, now attorneys at law, who were afraid of the uh, lost curses described in uh, described in her songs. And with that, we curse you all, but in the most beautiful way. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. And today's theme song was written by David Gregory Byrne. Want to request a song or buy an ad? We'd love that. Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. Hit us up on our Facebook page, mastus.podcast, or tweet us at talksongs. We'd also really love to nab a top 100 ranking on iTunes Music Podcast Chart, so if you like the show, can you please head to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a good review? It helps our numbers, and it makes us feel really good about ourselves. That is right. So until next time, this is Mark. This is Sarah. And And this this is Mark Mark and Sarah Sarah Talk Talk About about Songs. songs. Oh my god! Sarah talk about songs Talk about songs Talk about songs Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.